0: Sorry, I'm a little low energy today. In this episode of The Fool Nerd... Uh, okay. <laughs> Is it 5700 XT Thick 3? Thick
1: 3.
2: Or we just say XFx, XFX Thick 3. XFX Thick 3. All right, that makes it Keep it simple. Say so that five next.
3: times fast. Yeah, yeah. XFS, X, XFX right. Thick 3.
0: In this episode of Flood... Then. <laughs> right, here we go. In this episode of The Fool Nerd, XFX Thick 3... Elena's $200 PC build and questions answered. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 117. I'm your host, Gordon Ung, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello. To my left, for audio listeners, is Elena Yee. Hi,
4: everyone.
0: And Adam Patrick Murray is controlling the horizontal and vertical.
3: Uh, Gordon, if you didn't know, I uploaded a video yesterday about the uh, unboxing one of the final Steam controllers uh, ever to be sold. I got mine on a, a good deal—five bucks Black Friday. Uh, you know, and I, I reached out to the community and said, "Hey, why should I like this thing? Help me, help me go on this journey." Uh, and man, the outpouring of support from Steam control users was amazing. Like the, the Love it, yeah, it's like oh. Like the the video only has like three thousand hits or something, but the comments are like over two hundred. Uh, like man, people have you tried it yet? I I mean I've, I've messed around with I patched it yesterday on my home PC, but I haven't really had a, a chance to to dig too deep into it. But I I want to do it for the next couple months, kind of make it a thing, do some streams with it. Uh, but yeah, people, man, people really like the Steam controller, and and now I I'm I'm starting to understand why. But there's there's a learning curve that that there's I'm, I'm going to go big learning. Yeah. Yeah. But you
2: know, once I, you do, it's awesome.
3: But I, I actually think the learning
0: curve isn't that high if you're not a controller player. True. Like for me, I, I just don't use controllers.
3: Well, and I, I've also had some people say, "Hey, you should you should start with a game that you haven't played, so you're not fighting against your your pre mental you know, muscle memory, your right. muscle memory." So yeah, and then luckily, what? yeah, luckily, I mean, you know, people like in the the YouTube chat on Discord, like people messaging me. Uh, there's also this guy, um, Existential Egg. Uh, he has a YouTube channel, like all in-depth crazy stuff for for Steam controllers. Uh, wow! And yeah, he 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 just recently, a couple weeks ago, put up a. Uh like, a, hey, you're a new 2 Steam controller. Here's here's how you start, and it's I'm, I'm halfway through that video. It's actually a pretty long video. I almost uh, bought another yeah. one because I think I have two,
0: but I was like five dollars. You can't miss that deal, right? Plus so.
4: seven dollars shipping.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I still think it's worth. I mean, yeah. twelve bucks for a f- controller mean, that yeah, people good, right? you know <laughs> love out there. I I, I was I was. That's was, like eBay prices on shipping and handling. Though, yeah,
2: right? <laughs> You'll be able to sell that thing for. F- a hundred dollars ten years from now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Right? <laughs> well, hey, I mean, there's. You mean to like
0: what? bench Edwards? Like, oh, I look at this guy. Like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I feel sad because
1: bench you know, when a great I,
0: guy. I went in and I tried when they first. I tried the the Steam controller back in the days when Steam machines were a real thing and they had the controller on. I actually really enjoyed it because again, I. I can't use controllers. I just also refuse to. But with the Steam <laughs> controller, I could, I could play a shooter wait, and, wait, I could, wait, hold on. and I
3: could circle. Jordan, real quick, real quick. You, you just said you hate controls. And you, you'd never use it. This is a controller. You no, realize but, so you're using a controller. But right? I
0: mean, that was that's the only controller where they tried to sort of make it easier for keyboard mouse people. Which is okay. superior, to but you controllers. you can't you can't say you hate controllers because this is literally a controller. Yeah, I, I do hate them. I still I still don't. The thing is, I really still don't use it. But <laughs> yeah. I thought like this: if I were to use a controller, that would be the one I would use.
4: Adam, it's called cognitive yeah. dissonance. Ah,
0: got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Why, okay. It's I hate yeah.
2: traditional controllers. Traditional,
0: yeah. yeah I just it. don't, you know, because you can actually, because you have that trackpad on the right, you can really, you can actually, for a non-controller person. You can use it, you know, like it feels like 80% of what you get out of a keyboard mouse. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I well, think I it's like funny
4: it. you keep looking at me, and I'm the least <laughs> likely person of the four of us to ever play on a Steam controller. No, but <laughs> controller,
0: like I really feel that's that's my problem with controllers <laughs> over the years. Is It's like you get like a, it's about 40, to 50% of what you can get out of performance you can get out of a keyboard mouse. Generally,
3: right. Oh, the other day, and Adam was just finding the uh, the aimbot mode. Yeah, dude. Yeah, just go go back and watch the the Halo stream. That that was (laughs) that was fun.
4: You know, I'd be (laughs) interested to see you try Halo with the Steam controller.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
4: once you get more of the hang of it.
0: Well, what's your opinion, Brad? So in these <coughs> games, you basically <laughs> move the cursor in the general direction of a player and then it just takes over and aims at their head for you. What What exactly? No, it doesn't so lock to their
3: head. No. It doesn't lock to their head. Usually it locks to their chest. Oh, oh I see. It's like see. gravity.
2: It's like gravity. Whatever. It's good for consoles. I'm glad that they separate console and PC players. That's,
3: well, on Halo, they're not. So I, yeah, That's why everyone's getting mad is because uh, there's not s- separate hoppers for uh, mouse and keyboard and, and controller. It's Supposedly, just that's just a lame way to play a game. Frankly, I, it's built. Lame. It's not cheating. It's you're. It's literally built into the game.
2: What's like you say, though, controllers get like fifty percent of the precision you can get with the keyboard and mouse. So you still got your keyboard and mouse. If you can't beat somebody with a controller, then that has something more to say about your skills than, uh, than, than no. Oh, but it's what
1: I a- yeah, there's uh-huh. a certain point. <laughs> there's a
0: certain point if the game is aiming for you. Why are you playing? <laughs> why Why are you even playing? I don't. Why do you just like log hold in on, and have on. it like. Aim for you, and like you could be reading the paper, like, oh, did I win? Oh, somebody else's aimbot beat me. Wait, hold up!
4: <laughs> I don't remember Amosus being that uh, dead on well, in, in it, these games. Yeah,
3: no, it, it, it depends. There's there's always that w- when you you know if if you mouse o- or you thick thumbstick over you know on a mouse obviously you can just go linear straight to straight across you know uh, an opponent but with a, a controller you know you start to to go over and then once you hit him it kind of you know starts to there's two like things gravity. yeah number one it, it'll gravity towards it so that you get closer but then when you're over it it'll turn down the sensitivity so that when you stay over it, it you have more fine control but then once you get off of it it, it clicks uh, again so you know
4: so that's not the same it, as it's, it's, like it, it just i, going I actually
3: no no it's not and, and i think oh, it's okay. more of an assistive thing yeah like i don't think it's cheating i think it's how i
4: remember it being in most games and i don't i mean i don't think halo's ever allowed this but there are some games that allow you to turn it off so if you want to challenge yourself as a controller player you can
3: yeah so and some are some are more uh egregious than others halo is definitely one of the worst ones
1: (laughs) it's ridiculous (laughs) to
3: play in a game against other people where that's that
0: you have a mode where, well, but but Gordon, you, you don't have a mouse problem. across You can already do that. It gets to the person, it stops, and you shoot, and then it. Well, come on, <laughs> but, but Gordon, what? Like it, if mouse and keyboard is superior, then like why, why does it matter? Dude got banned from Fortnite just for like streaming somebody using an aimbot. <laughs> he was just like five feet near him, and he got like he got
3: banned. I saw that in the news. <laughs> Turns out he should have been playing it on the Xbox the whole time, or he should have been playing it on his new uh, 5700 uh, XT, right? Yeah, yeah. thick three.
0: Yeah. Way. yeah, and so for people don't know, it feels like deja vu all over again, right? With this,
2: yeah, because uh, today actually, if you go to pcworld.com, I have a review up of the new XFX Radeon RX fifty seven hundred XT thick three Ultra, which <laughs> oh boy, these names these days are they're hard. Uh, I'm just gonna call it the Thick Three Ultra from here on out. Uh, the Thick Two Ultra actually just came out in September, so a few months ago, and we reviewed that. Uh, we gave it, I think, at the time, four stars. Uh, we we liked a lot of things about it. Uh, looks like a muscle car. It's the fastest clocked Radeon 5700 XT that we tried at the time, uh, but it had like all sorts of BIOS issues out of the box because the early 5700 XTs had. I think it's AMD driver issues more than the fault of the vendors. But there were issues that required a BIOS update out of the box, and taming that. Uh, those high clocks uh, needed a bigger cooler than what the original Thick 2 Ultra was. And this was the one uh, Gamers Nexus actually you know, blasted the Thick 2 Ultra all over the place. And we actually had an episode here where we talked about why we like it a little more because we're not Tinkerers, whereas Gamers Nexus you know, blasted it apart. Um, but the good news is XFX basically fixed all those problems and they manifest in the thick three ultra, which again, the reviews out today, spoiler alert, uh, 4.5 stars, uh, and an editor's choice award. It's one of the best Radeon RX 5,700 XTs you can buy. Uh, so the original one, it was very fast, but it was also very loud, uh, for this one. XFS completely, not completely, but they substantially redesigned the cooler. So instead of two fans, 200 millimeter, two 100 millimeter fans, it now has three fans. Uh, two of them are 90 millimeter, and the one in the middle is 100 millimeter. They've expanded the heatsink, so the card is almost an inch longer, so it has a lot more just metal in it. Wow. And it didn't wind up in the review, but they also, they swapped out one of the issues with the Thick 2 that Gamer's Nexus and other places highlighted is that if you're into memory overclocking uh the thick 2's memory heatsink was not very effective. Uh for the thick 3 they replaced it with a copper direct contact heatsink and I tested it, it did, again it didn't wind up in the review but I tested it and the thick 3 is now 8 degrees celsius cooler than the thick 2's memory is so it's just better in every way it's very quiet it even has a quiet bios that that makes it virtually silent it's very quiet it's super cool uh and our temperature tests it only hits 68 degrees celsius which is wonderful uh if if it never goes above 70 degrees that's just amazing especially because to make this even faster uh xfx really is cranking the power on it uh this is the fastest clocked xt that i've tested it's uh 1935 megahertz out of the out of the gate which is a lot uh so it's the fastest by a few frames per second xt that we have but it also draws over 400 watts at the wall which that's the whole system that's not uh oh, that's okay. the whole system. <laughs> oh, yeah like, what? <laughs> sorry we test whole system uh like the only minutes, other too. cards that under the current conditions draw 400 plus watts are the 2080 ti and last gen vega 64 just to kind of put it in perspective but that being said the cooler's great it runs quiet it runs cool it's big uh the thing's gorgeous it performs like a champ uh If you don't mind the power draw and you don't mind how big it is because it's three slots and over a foot long, uh, it's a great card. You should consider it. If you had issues with the – if you loved the design of the Thick 2 Ultra when it came out but some of those other reviews turned you off of it, definitely give the Thick 3 some some consideration. It's right up there with the – sapphire nitro plus in my eyes as the best radeon 5700 XT you can buy
3: i mean it's it's still beautiful that is a beautiful ah, I card I'd, i would love to see it in person I, and I, I have a couple questions uh about the design itself it, it looks like that that middle fan is is bigger than the two yep. edge ones which one is all that, is that right yeah it's a hundred and yeah that's okay.
2: Yeah, it's pretty standard in graphics card designs. Really? Uh, oh,
3: okay. I guess I've never yeah, noticed that until now.
2: The uh, the outer ones are 90 millimeter. The inner one is 100 millimeter. Oh, okay.
3: So. Wow. Um, And then your, sorry, side note, I have a question about your photography. Where is this card sitting when you're taking photos of (laughs) it? (laughs) Because that looks hilarious. (laughs) That is
2: actually, I've been, yeah, I've been complaining to my daughter that uh, she never cleans that freaking thing out. So she finally cleaned her dollhouse out. And so (laughs) I took pictures of it in her dollhouse just because I was sitting there eating lunch and I saw the dollhouse and I'm like, this is a big, beautiful, ridiculous, over-the-top <laughs> graphics card. I think it'll be fun to put them, know, take some pictures in a dollhouse. The yeah, scale it
3: actually kind of works, too. With it, little, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it makes it feel larger than life. I, I, I like
0: it. Right. Uh, I do have a question, though, Brad. So you, you get to these. Yes. I know people get really torqued up about, oh, my God, there's like, you're talking about I'm getting 25 megahertz more out of this. Uh, you know yeah. how people like to, to argue about, like, it's 25 megahertz. But, like, if you're looking at 25 megahertz out of an overall 1,900 Megahertz. It's is it. It's fairly inconsequential, though, right? I mean,
2: all, all of at this point, we're at the point where AMD and NVIDIA have these GPUs so locked down and tuned so well that you're not really getting too much more performance out of the overclock custom cards. Like, this is just a few frames per second faster than any of the competing ones it's uh, it's like five to seven i would say percent i don't have the numbers in front of me faster than the reference model but even still that's not a whole lot when you're talking you know 100 frames a second now it's 105 yeah uh, but yeah. it's good i guess
0: the one thing i'm wondering is people are just so it's so binary it's like oh my god this is the worst thing ever because it's you know four percent slower or something like that and i i kind of wonder people getting a little too torqued up over not not that much and The vast majority of people don't overclock, so maybe you should get a video. It almost feels like you should just buy a card based on either price or aesthetics more than performance necessarily. I'm not saying performance doesn't matter. It'd be great, but...
2: Honestly, I think that's where we're at these days. I think performance, you get a little bit faster. Like I said, this is the fastest one that we reviewed. It's about one frame per second faster than the thick two it's two or three four frames per second depending on the game faster than the nitro plus so in real life you're not going to see that so to me it's all about the extras and especially about the cooling solution because to me with all these things you know performance being the same You want to make sure it's quiet. You want to make sure it runs cool. You want to make sure it doesn't suck to sit next to. Like that Vega 64, I never recommended that because it sucks just sitting next to a Vega 64. The water-cooled one or the air-cooled one? uh, The air-cooled one. The water-cooled one was all right, but the (laughs) tubes are too long. It got 1.5 stars for me. That's the worst graphics card I ever rated. So... But yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, performance these days, I wouldn't worry about that too much. Unless you're someone who likes to tinker and do like to overclock stuff yourself. In which case, having the dual bioses on this, uh, XFX gives it more power than competing cards do. It's 230 watts rated for for the card itself. Uh, so you'll have more room just to tinker and stuff. If you're into that, then you might want to look into something like this specifically. Because it does give you more headroom to tinker. But in general, if you're just buying a card, try to find one that you think is beautiful and is cool and quiet. Yeah. Cool and quiet does matter. It does. It's, it's underrated, I think. Everyone thinks about performance, but it really is pretty even across the board these days. Speaking of performance, again, we covered it when we reviewed the Nitro Plus, but I really, really like what Sapphire does, even though we're reviewing the XFX thing right now, uh, where they have their Nitro Boost software feature, where they like very slightly down... Scale the resolution and then use yeah. radion image sharpening to clean it up. Uh and it just delivers huge frame rate improvements. And I really I hope to see more cards doing stuff like that. Cause I think this card would do great. Do they have about. do they basically have a, a patent on that? Or uh, I doubt it, that it's You can do it yourself yeah. with using radion settings. You can hobble it all together. They just made it extremely simple. You just say, Hey, I want the resolution to be 85%, turn on Radeon image sharpening. Boom, and now it's as fast as a twenty-eighty Ti. Nice.
4: So,
0: uh, I do have a question. At 4 30, oh, you want to go? You
4: go first. It's cool.
0: I was going to ask about the value here. Where where does that where does this go against?
2: Believe it or not, it's four hundred forty bucks, but it is a great value because that little bit of extra performance that XFX eked out with these high clocks, uh, you know, all the extra power and whatnot, uh, was enough to give it five to seven percent more than the reference edition. And that puts it neck and neck with the $500 GeForce RTX 2070 Super. So for $440, bucks, you are getting the same performance as the Founders Edition 2070 Super, uh, which costs $60 more. And this one has the nice, big, beefy cooler, the dual BIOS switches, you know, all the fancy extras. You're getting a real premium card, the same effective performance for 60 bucks less. Dang. So... It's the, the 5700 series are great values if you haven't fully bought in on ray tracing yet.
4: Okay. So my question is, after you were talking about how if everything performs relatively similarly, you're looking for a card that looks nice and also, you know, is cool and quiet. What would you say to people who bought the Thick 2 Ultra? Because that was only like what 2 months ago 3 months ago at top so like they're probably looking at this if i was a thick 2 ultra buyer i i'd be, I'd be looking at this going dang i would have i should have waited
2: well actually uh i haven't talked to fx x fx about that issue directly but i know that they were they did make fixes to further production models of the thick 2 ultra that work in some of the extras that you see here like better memory cooling and stuff and if you bought one of the first batch of Thick 2, I believe they'll swap it out for you for free. Oh, okay. So. That's cool. Wow. But, yeah, if I bought a Thick 2, the Thick 2 was still a great graphics card. Like, don't get me wrong. It's still – I gave it four stars, and I stand by that. If you're not planning on overclocking, et cetera, et cetera, it's just that this card is is a lot better. Just I and wouldn't be surprised better. if the Thick 2 phased out. Yeah. <laughs> The other one was all already three slots and eleven and a half inches. This is just three slots and twelve and a half inches. So,
0: do you think they actually made this card in reaction to all the the getting beat up, or is just simply that was on the roadmap? And and again, I I think I think the analogy is you could buy a Camaro back in the day and you would have a V six, which you knew was gutless, or you could buy a hopped up Camaro, but people didn't know what engine you had, and the only thing you cared about was having a cool looking Camaro, right?
2: That's <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they made it in reaction. Uh, I think if the Thick 2 came out and all the things we're saying about the Thick 3, we said about the Thick 2, and it just had three fans instead of two, I think it might have just been left there. Uh, Especially when you consider it's, what, three or four months later? That's about enough time for them to get a new design out in response to the initial reviews.
3: Uh, Brad, we have a question from YouTube. Uh, Marco says that uh, they are a low-key multimedia artist. Is it worth it to pick up the Thick3 Ultra over a 1080? GTX
2: 1080? I actually, I look at this, I test gaming. I don't know too much about multimedia artists, but at this point, if you already have a 1080 and it's doing you fine, like always, I would say keep rolling with it. But if Whatever application you use uses extra g p u performance. this is gonna beat it,
0: yeah, and so you you gotta and you know this it the world is if you're talking about multimedia being video editing in premiere yeah you're gonna want cuda he, right he, does, he doesn't uh he didn't say specify but yeah, so if you're doing video editing and it is you know nvidia cuDA specific haters can hate, but that's what you're gonna want in your application, so if you're using something that runs the a m d encoding engine yeah.
3: I mean, and and I compute, you know. I, well, but then, yeah. I mean, in like the the codecs and stuff. I mean, NVIDIA trumped up, you know. They're. Their uh, dedicated codecs and stuff like that—not dedicated, but um, the quality of their codecs, right? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's one of the th- one of the things I want to do in the new year is actually to build a an all AMD machine and and see. You know, we we keep talking about it, like like just put a, a video rendered on a Intel NVIDIA NVIDIA box and then an all AMD box and just you know look at oh the, you mean the results. look at the results? That's yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, what because it's one thing about power and performance, but it's also the results out of it. So, yeah. It's one of the things I want to do in the new year. Yeah.
2: I want to start adding some sort of rendering test to my GPU suite next year as well. I'm going to figure all that out over the break. Boy, that's really tough, though. It's yeah. really I know. It's... That's the reason I haven't yet. So I'm not <laughs> promising anything. But
0: <laughs> Yeah. In theory. That's a, that's a rabbit hole, I think, because you start yeah. getting into, especially with rendering, d- different bit rates, it's, different codecs.
2: It's been a request from a lot of people for a couple of years, but... It adds a lot of extra work in consideration, like you said. But I'm I'm going to think about it over the break and see if I can maybe squeeze a few things in.
3: Well, and people are usually asking about uh, nobody's asked specifically this time, but a lot of times people ask about VR performance on this stuff. You know, it's uh, fine for that testing. <laughs> but, yeah,
2: I I don't test it anymore. But all of the, at this point, they're all fine. Yep. all the, anything that you buy that's over two hundred and fifty dollars is going to be fine for VR. And like always, the more that you can spend, the better it'll be. Nice. Cool,
0: All right? So it's good. It's
4: great. <laughs> good
1: job. Editor's <laughs> <Boys> award.
4: <laughs> it's Friday, everyone. <laughs> cool. that's great. The oh, name of you, oh, you still
0: cool. the thick still bug anybody? No, just <sighs> damn, that's a lot. I it's didn't lot realize there's an ultra
2: me, too. Yeah. It's a lot better than the waifu card that uh Gamers Nexus
3: reviewed yesterday. <laughs> I'll take thick. I don't know about that. But is like, that one actually
4: available in the U.S. or is that only in Asia? No, it's a tight
3: thing. I I, I don't want to necessarily step into these these waters, but I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, does does the thick name with the, the extra C at the end connotate something sexual towards a certain gender, or is it just, you know?
2: It's not really gender.
3: It's just thick. So, yeah. Curvy. Okay. curvy. Well, sometimes yeah. they do that because of, uh,
0: you know, it's just a word that doesn't exist, so they can't yeah. like. Oh, there's nobody that owns this word
3: thick, right? And then you get sued for it. Well, I'm Although just this- thinking because waifu obviously is. I mean, the it's it's female gender, right? You know, at least the thick. I thing mean, is,
4: I have you know, I have. I'll just say, if we are wading into these waters, I have yet to hear my female friends use this word in relation to, in relation <laughs> to the opposite gender. I have heard my male friends use it in relation to the opposite gender, so we'll just leave it at that. Wait, which word? Thick.
0: <laughs> I just don't. I, I don't run with that kind of crowd, so
3: nobody, nobody
0: says that. <laughs> what, the, I, the, I still the, the jerry
3: can and ethanol crowd? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> st- I still don't know what the wa- Oh, that's a is.
0: thick jerry can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? You go <laughs> down the rabbit hole on this. I was like, I got that because I bought one first. And I was like, wait, is this authentic? Because there's so many knockoffs. You don't know who you're getting it from. Oh you open it up, and you're like, okay, is it real? And
4: the best thing about this conversation is that you guys are on completely different tracks right now.
0: Did <laughs> you did you see that? It's a really nice this this water can. I I, I you could stand on it and jump on it. What the plastic
2: one you got? Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I should try that. Yeah, it's it's designed for the military, so some private can't destroy it easily that as much as Why you know, he or blame she the tries. Private for? What?
4: Why would they blame the private for? Because it's always a
0: private because they're angry at whatever getting, you know smoke by the sergeant or whatever, so they, they take stuff and they destroy you. It's just that's just the way it is. <laughs> XFX Radeon RX 5700 XT Thick 3 Ultra. Ultra. I just yeah. wanted
2: to get that out because it's like it's like they long. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm trying to write the headline, and I'm like, this name takes three quarters of what it, I can put. All this it headline. really needs
0: Come is on. like an Intel. 10th uh, gen number so like five <laughs> like 10 and then it just has to have an amd thing too like ryzen threadripper is actually the full name of the ryzen threadripper but nobody ever uses ryzen a- so. amd ryzen threadripper
3: yeah <laughs> okay. that's a lot oh, yeah uh cool good card <laughs> go get it on a sale what was it was it on sale what when, when was it on sale and did we see any sales on black friday for it
2: it only recently came out in the oh, last okay. few weeks. Uh it's four hundred and forty bucks, uh which is ten to twenty dollars less than the Nitro Plus. Uh but right now on Amazon it's four
4: hundred and
2: thirty three. So Okay. Save and- seven bucks. It's an even better value.
3: Yeah, but with that with that uh, ten dollars you could save, you could put it into a two hundred dollar PC build, right, Elena?
4: You can.
2: That'll get get you two months of Xbox Game Pass.
3: Oh, there you go. Boom. Yep.
4: Uh, so I guess we have switched to uh, my topic. <laughs> speaking <Yeah>. of
0: <laughs> Black Friday deals,
1: speaking yeah. of Black Friday
4: deals, we had some really great conversations in Discord. On Discord, I'm learning. I've been, Discord. I've been, I've been, I've been harassing the poor young people on on our Discord to tell me, it's like, is it in? Is it on?" I know I sound like an old person. Fix me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um,
4: but yeah, there was a lot of discussion about the builds that everyone was uh, putting together and. You know, every year I like Some to do... Some great deals. Yeah. They're talking about all the deals, and I like to do every year a feature where I challenge myself to see what's the cheapest gaming PC I can put together using Black Friday deals. Um, and I actually wasn't expecting to beat last year's number, but I did. Last year's number was $272 um, for a free sync, uh ready PC. So you could uh, have... Just gotten yourself a cheap FreeSync monitor and gone to town. And that was two hundred and seventy two dollars this year. Uh it was two hundred and eight dollars. Uh Damn. it's a very similar bill to last year. So that was a Horizon three, twenty two hundred G, um a cheaper last year's best video card. <laughs> Don't listen, Brad. Don't listen, <laughs> Brad. Uh a, a cheap B four B four fifty board. Last year is three, um, 350 board. This year, it's 450, so it's a little bit of a chipset update. Um, 8 gigs of RAM. Uh, faster speed this year. Last year, I think it was 2400, and this year, it's uh, 3000 MHz. Uh, obviously, the onboard Vega graphics. A cheap SSD, so like 120 gigs. Uh, a cheap uh, case, which this year was particularly cheap. So last year, before the tariffs all hit, I was... Uh, Able to do something that was like, I think, normally a 60 or $70 case for $20 because Newegg just highly discounted one of their in-house Rosewell cases. Uh, this year, that was not the case. I believe it's because of all the tariff stuff. And so we went back to the, uh, you're going to need a pack of Band-Aids type specials. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that one's not going to be as fun. You only go got in. to separate
2: through it once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was looking for the brand.
4: A DIY PC. I know.
0: I thought that was like, what? Is that, how is that a brand?
4: <laughs> it's actually the name of it. Um, and then a uh, uh, um, budget, very budget Corsair PSU. It's still 80 plus certified, but it's with their white which is like the absolute lowest you can go. It's You know, it's below bronze. So all of that added together is $208. But unlike last year, it does not include the Windows license. And the reason why uh, I had Yeah, see, I do it. There you go. The head just turns. <laughs> um, the reason why I did this is because Kingwin changed their policy. So last year you could buy insurance so that if you bought a key through this third party, you know, gray market type, option, you could have protection against the code or sorry, the, the key being, you know, wrong, you know, inactive, otherwise not workable. And this year they took that away. So I feel like now if you're going to go through any of these key resellers, it's a bit of a, a risk more so than it was before. So this year when I did the build prices, I actually have three tiers for pricing. So I have what I call the ultra-budget contingent, which is anyone who already has a Windows 7 or 8 license they can reuse, because that's still a loophole that's open. People who have um, access to a free educational license, which is like me, like uh, Gordon likes to make fun of me for. I am taking classes for other reasons than just the license, Gordon. (laughs) Uh, People... uh, And then people who are... um, Uh, Should we say, okay with the ethically ambiguous decision to never activate Windows? (laughs) And I call it ethically ambiguous and not just a straight ripoff because if Microsoft really didn't want you doing that, they would have closed that loophole.
0: Yeah, but the, the problem with doing that is things get
2: disabled. Right.
4: No, I agree. I'm saying that it's you the only have thing the watermark- that gets
2: disabled is you can't you get a watermark and you can't change your background.
4: Yeah. And the watermark and is on
2: everything. It's now. the same
4: one that if you go
2: to every trade show that we go to, all those PCs with the watermark in the corner, none of them are active Windows license either. I,
3: I understand that. But yeah, those are busting each one of them at CES. you <laughs> <We'll> be like, <laughs> hey, listen, I got something to talk to you about. That's, but- that's
2: in the Microsoft booth. They have <laughs>
0: activated Windows. Sure. I, for the reviews, <laughs> I don't activate either. I- but that's not a machine you live in. You know, yeah. this is an actual live in machine. I just
4: we can uh, revisit this argument in a second. I just want to finish my, my mm-hmm. explanation of the yes. three tiers here. So that's the ultra budget contingent. We have what I call the, the adventurers, the people who are willing to go onto eBay and Kingwin now and buy their key and see how it goes. And then I have the the standard option, which is, you know, Gordon's choice, which is that you buy an OEM license.
2: It's not the standard option. I love your name for it. The above board folks.
4: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That cracked me
2: up when I saw it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Above board. That's true. I I just didn't... um... Want to sound too judgmental uh, here? <laughs> so I, also, I didn't okay. want to give more. I'm not that.
0: gonna. I will reserve judgment. <laughs> for
4: so if if we go with the adventurous tier, that's still two hundred and twenty to two hundred and thirty five dollars, which still beats last year's two seventy two build. So like to like, we are still doing better this year, which I think is a testament to the fact that I mean, we're just enjoying such great hardware that everything trickles down to a point now where people in the ultra-budget category, you know, 2200G is for someone who's very modestly building. They can enjoy all this performance for very little cash, and I think that's fantastic to see.
0: Yeah, and especially because you're getting, I mean, RAM prices are not killing us. SSD prices prices aren't aren't killing killing us. us. Like Those have come down
4: further over last year, which is one of the reasons why now you can get faster RAM and more capacity out of your SSDs for the same prices as you were seeing last year. Which I think is a great thing. Like, honestly, I recommend for this build, you know, upgrading the storage capacity and also even your RAM just because it was so much cheaper to do that this year than it has been ever. You get 16 gigabytes of DDR4 3000, you know, for like $15 more than 8 gigabytes. Like, at that point, why not just do it and future-proof yourself? That's you kind of what you, you do for
0: your build number two, though,
1: right?
4: Uh, uh, yeah, that's a recommendation I do. So, anyway, just to finish this off, what was I going to say? Um, the above board folks uh, the, the would spend more than last year, so just the, like... 30, 30 to five dollars more. But if you're comparing like to like, again, you're still saving money. But, I mean, if $30 buys you peace of mind, Gordon, then you're really good to go. $300 for a gaming PC is still really good.
0: No, it's good. It's not, yeah. I, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, 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 bill number two. So I actually had five this year. I, I went a little overboard, <laughs> but I also was late with this uh, feature this year. Normally I have it done well before Black Friday, so at least, you know, by Tuesday or Wednesday. Last year I did it by Sunday. This year I published this on Saturday after Black Friday, which was a bummer, but uh prices held for a really long time, so you could actually do the cheapest builds pr- um really easily and then the more expensive ones with a little bit of like swapping in and out uh all the way through Monday, which I thought was fantastic. Normally, it, once it goes, it just kind of goes. It's just done.
2: Things just um, seemed like perpetually on sale this year in the PC space.
4: Sorry. Things
2: just seem perpetually on sale this year for PC components. Yeah. It feels like it's
4: been a really good year for for building for sure. Um, so, like build number two, we saw a FX F sorry X F X. I can't do it today. Um, Radeon RX five seventy four gig edition four hundred dollars after mail in rebate during Black Friday. Which you know, I before Black Friday, you know, Brad and I, you were ta- we were talking about. How you don't really recommend these older Polaris cards anymore now that we have, you know, Nvidia's newer cards. But you were saying that if it dropped to a certain point, it would be worth it. And this was and one of those. $100 ca- <laughs> is well below. Yeah. It's ludicrous. Yeah. So you can get really great 1080p gaming, you know, for yeah. not that much. Because if you just, if you literally just stick this card in, you just add $100 and now you have a 1080p machine, um, for $308. Base price, base price. <laughs> that's how I'm calling it.
2: <laughs> it's so good that that's uh, to me that's the best deal of Black Friday.
4: You know, right there. It was just uh, such a sweet spot.
2: Mike, actually, one of our coworkers did a deal post where I was editing it, and he was like, "This is this particular smartwatch is the best deal you'll find on Black Friday." And I changed it because I'm like, "No, this is not better than that graphics card." <laughs> <laughs> you're Like, uh-uh, nope. uh, uh, <laughs> nope. Yeah. That graphics card came with the three months of mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft Game Pass and your choice of either Borderlands or Ghost Recon Breakpoint 2. So that thing's just like ludicrous for $100.
4: I know. Just think about it, right? Like you spend $300 for a, a fantastic, I mean for that price, 1080p uh, machine. And then on top of that, you have, I don't know what the PC side has, but it's like at least 20 to 30 games through Game 100. Pass. Oh, for the PC, PC side too? Yeah. Yeah, so and at least, like, what, four or five really big AAA titles that you probably want to play. So you you do that, and then you also have Borderlands 3 to get to, you know, the Outer Worlds um, after you're done with those three months. So Mm. through all your breaks, right, your long weekends, so if you get Christmas off and then you have, you know, Martin Luther King and, like, President's Day, then you have all this time to actually take advantage of those games, which I think is great for 300 bucks. Especially
2: if you're shopping on a budget like this. Mm
4: -hmm. Huge value. Um, We actually saw some of these game uh, deals as well with the higher-end AMD CPUs. So like AMD was just really bringing the value this year, both on the CPU side and the GPU side uh let's see build number three uh so no three build number three was a micro center special like you had to live near one but i threw it in there just because i really liked the option the alternative if you're willing to spend a little bit more and that was taking a ryzen 5 1600 and pairing it with one of their boards which is actually i think one of the ones that um steve really liked when he, you know he released that video recently about like the B450 boards that were, you know, a- among his top picks. And I think this Oris M was one of them. So Great. you got that in a bundle deal for 120 bucks total, which I think, I mean, a 2200G is fine, but I, and, I mean, 1600 is a little older, but you're still getting more cores, more threads. And I think that if you're doing more than just gaming, like if you, you want to do something that's a little more intensive, then you have that kind of room to stretch into that. And I like that. To and you're getting also, I also beefed this up with more RAM um, and also an additional hard drive so that you have more space than just that piddly 120 gigabytes, which feels so fast. Um, And all told, it comes to 400 bucks, which I think is great. I also threw in a nicer case because I was just like, man, if you're going to upgrade, why (laughs) put yourself in this tiny, like, micro ATX case that you probably will cut at least one finger on? <laughs> so, so thermal next year had like next year you tail. might want
2: to just uh skip the case and have them throw it on a cardboard box
4: oh like gordon's <laughs> uh, challenge for a year
2: no that wasn't me
4: no was that dave yeah it was oh dave. uh yeah so there's a thermal take uh core g21 which has a tempered glass side so i thought i was going to class it up a little bit 10 bucks mm-hmm. more so you get a really nice oh oh and so the, you know how your favorite deal was this hundred dollar uh, RX five seventy. Mine, mine was getting a um, a gold rated power supply five hundred watts for thirty five bucks. Ooh. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> so this
4: system has some really nice pieces in it. And I think it's really it's really prime for a, a, easy upgrades where you can kind of swap in like to like. Um, some people were commenting on the cheap builds that I just mentioned where they're saying, like, oh, that motherboard's super cheap. Like, you know, the VRMs aren't going to be as good. I'm like, yeah, that's true, but it's got a 2200G. And if you're in a budget, you're not going to be popping in something like a 2700X into this build later on. I mean, maybe you might, but at that point, yeah. you can afford to you know, re- rethink your build, I think.
0: It's a $40 motherboard, too. What, I mean, what are
4: people? I know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Skipping along. Uh, bill number four. So this is the cheap 1080p gaming PC I would build um, because I don't live near Micro Center. Uh, this one is a Ryzen 5 2600 with uh, another B450. God, it's such a Friday for me. Build, board.
0: We should, you know, I just realized, uh, For yeah, we should probably read out some of the specs. Yeah, for... uh,
4: so this one also has 16 gigs of DDR 3000 uh, RAM, that uh, RX 570 card still, um, SSD is a little bit larger. I popped in uh, SK Hynix Gold, yeah. uh, 250 gigs. It's uh, the larger capacity. We rate it really well. I know that capacities aren't don't always perform the same, like different capacities don't always perform the same in the same. Line, but I figured like among the options out there that were super cheap, I'd rather go with something that you know at least has a sibling that does well as opposed to something that doesn't. Uh, threw in a one terabyte uh, hard drive, and again, the nicer case that gold uh, power supply all told it comes to $450 base price, which I still think is a very nice uh, build for under $500. And, you know, you're going to get a lot of longevity out of this one.
3: Uh, Vincent P. in YouTube says uh, that was basically what they got, but with a RX 580.
4: Nice. Yeah, there was an RX 580, I think, on sale for those didn't move as much in price. Um, The the cheapest I think I saw that for was $145 uh, after mail-in rebate, one of the MSI models uh so this that would have added just another 45 bucks to this build so you would still be under 500 dollars. so it's getting a really nice machine for under 500 then
2: ian actually has that particular graphics card someone who works for us a a freelancer and uh he loves it
4: the msi one or this fx yeah
2: the msi armor oh yeah which is the last number five build right
4: yeah so number five is the cheap uh 1440p gaming PC I would build and uh, that one <laughs> that one is uh, mostly the, the pricing is skewed specifically towards micro center people and I should say the first one was to um, you can swap in you could sorry you cannot can but you could have swapped in uh, sales from other locations it would just up the price obviously but it was still doable and uh, this one has a 2700 X for $130 because micro center is you know amazing Uh. Again, bundle or combo deal with uh, the B450 board, the Gigabyte RSM. So that uh, brings that total to 170 for the combo. Then just throwing in 16 gigs of DDR3000 RAM, that MSI Armor RX580, the uh, SK INX Gold 250 gigabyte SSD, the 1 terabyte hard drive. Again, same case, the nicer one with the tempered glass and the. um the Corsair... Uh, TX-550M is a swap that I did for the power supply because um, I did a, a calculation on how much power I would need because uh, I threw in that 2700X, and I decided that for cushioning, a 500-watt power supply was just kind of cutting a little close, and I thought if you live somewhere where your ambient temperatures might make it more difficult for your system to be efficient, I'd throw in a 550-watt uh, power supply instead. So that did up the price a little bit more. You went from a $35 power supply to a 60 Sixty dollar one, Ooh. yeah, it's a pretty big jump. But I mean, the TX lines pretty pretty decent, so you're getting pretty pretty solid power supply. Um, all told, this comes to five hundred and twenty dollars base price. So just seventy dollars more over the uh, the last bill, bill number four. Um, it'd be closer to I think five sixty, five fifty or five sixty if you didn't live near a micro center. Mm. But that's still a great price, I think for you know ultra budget uh lower end 1440p gaming right there
3: uh we got a couple yeah, people in, in chat asking about the 580 at 1440p does do you think that's that's good enough to push 1440p
4: yeah.
2: uh, it depends it depends on the game
4: yeah so
2: i mean it can it depends on your tolerance yeah, too and, like if it'll yeah, play settings. yeah if you don't mind you know Either manually dialing back like textures or stuff like that, some of the most genuine settings, or just setting everything on medium to high, depending on the game, it could easily do 1440p. Yeah.
4: There's a reason I said cheap. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like ultra cheap.
2: That's, I mean, 1440p gaming for 500 bucks, it's doable. That's great.
4: (laughs) Yeah. So I I really like this. And I, I honestly feel like looking at all these options, um, is a sign that next year we're going to have this much diversity. Like previously, when I first started this challenge, like what, four years ago? I guess technically three years ago, but this is the fourth year I've done the challenge. Um, it was just more of, okay, what can I do with an FX part? <laughs> and you're going to have to make some huge compromises here. Um, and I'm really only going to have like one real option for you, plus some substitution type you know suggestions and now I have five different builds and I there wasn't time for me to really get into the weeds of saying like well you could swap this in if you want this you could swap this in if you really want to go with this and there's just so much granularity to it now that I think um next year's probably going to be a little bit difficult for me to rein it in in terms of you know really getting this together in a way that doesn't kill me because I'm getting a little (laughs) too uh, a little too over ambitious with it. I
2: do. That's have a, good, though. That means you enjoy it. I do. <laughs>
0: you, know, you know, the funny thing is, you've done this for three years, and I've, I would bet if we look back, every single one of them was Polaris-based, practically. Yes. Right. Yes. Are we going to get to the point now where you know, there's always hey, everything is fine. These things these cards are great for gaming, and then suddenly you, you wake up and like, oh my god, I can't run these things at 1440. Like, Better Red Dead is two is like Better Red dead, dead, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> But
3: it is really.
4: It's, it's Friday, okay. It's, I'm barely coherent right it's now. It's really. But it's
3: I a, want a shirt that says "Better Red Dead." Yeah, Better Red Dead. <laughs> but it is really, it is
0: really a, a gut punch to a lot of GPUs. So I kind of wonder, like, are we going to like wake up in about ten months and go, "Oh my god, these Polaris parts just can't cut the cheese at at that
2: at that res?" Or That's are we going to I think they'll be fine. Uh, The part that makes me think that they'll be fine is the fact that the 1650 Super is already out, and we know it has four gigabytes of RAM. We know what – it's essentially as fast as a 580 is what it is, between a 580 and 590. Uh, We don't know what the RX 5500 series is going to wind up looking like, uh, which is still coming sometime in the fourth quarter, so presumably sometime this month. Uh, But it also has four gigabytes of RAM. So, I have a feeling that the baseline is going to stick around where it's at. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: That's that's just my gut.
4: I also think that if somebody is... going to this extreme lengths to save money because they want the best they can get for as little as money for as little as possible um, they're willing more willing to make compromises so they're going to be willing to drop down their settings you know they're yeah. going to be willing to run that card longer continually dropping their settings as needed until it gets to the point where sure. you, like that meme or that picture from Red Dead where like all the things are turned off and you're just like that's a blob that looks <laughs> like a horse you mean
3: better Red Dead? <laughs> yeah
0: I mean it just it's all always- it's hard to pin but like because you, you never notice it but you, it, you one day everything is great and then one day you wake up and your 1080p yeah. graphics card is like oh and then this you is say okay card.
4: how many days do i have till black friday and i can just upgrade <laughs> my graphics card
0: i'm just wondering if that's going to really change next year where like polaris is great now and these kind of lowing cards, but next well, year... Well, next
4: year's going to look a lot different because yeah, right. I don't think there's really going to be as much inventory for me to do this kind of thing, you know, where I, I can say to everyone, like, hey, everybody, I don't think I'm going to say next year, hey, it's going to be $80 for an RX 570. I think they'll just be gone at that point.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, And
4: I think we'll be looking... RX at-
2: 570 will be gone, but I think the 1650 Super and 5500 will be probably a pretty good discounts yeah, this that's time what next I'm year because they're coming out right now.
4: But I don't think they'll hit quite this much of a low. So I don't know if I'll be able to beat this year's prices with the same, like, comparable type hardware, relatively speaking. And isn't I actually
2: a- fully agree, because these ones have, uh, the newer cards have GDDR6, which mm-hmm. is much more expensive.
4: Yeah.
3: And it isn't, uh, isn't Intel's GPU, how do you say it? G isn't, isn't it supposed to be out next year, right?
2: It's but- actually pronounced X-E. Uh, really? Marking the Chris Hook, X-E. who left. Yeah, it said it's xe like oh, you're okay. say which i'm never gonna do <laughs> yeah
4: they haven't released any details so we don't know what what market it's targeting you know where it's gonna come out if it's gonna be you know mainstream enthusiasts well, i can't imagine they'd start with the lower end so uh, you know i keep production. hearing different rumors yeah. you know
3: it's hard to say but yeah. it would be cool if they came out swinging at the top end. I mean, that would be that cool. That would be uh, really cool. Anyway, real quick, um, we have a a $5 uh, super chat. Thank you so much from Lumpy Butt.
1: Uh,
3: <laughs> Just I and, get uh, you to say that. That was $5, really? You know, it's, it's on the edge. Uh, uh, I think Gordon had said he wanted the Star Trek Definitive Edition box set for Christmas, didn't he? Uh, did... Did... Uh, did mention oh, it? you, it's the box set where they take the next
0: generation, the motion picture out, yeah. and they they bust the you disc just, out, and they throw just it away, break it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you find it? it, just it on, comes
3: empty. Did you find it on a, a Cyber Monday deal or a Black Friday? deal? I didn't look. Uh, I, didn't. Oh, okay. I should have. Uh, also, uh, Sid Lives uh, gave us ten dollars. Thank oh. you, Sid Lives. Uh, coffee for both Gordon and Elena. Serenity now. <laughs> uh, so, yep. It's the coffee money, you know. We should have like a jar. Every, every time somebody tips, we just fill well, up the jar with coffee uh, yeah. money. Uh, yeah, to get you. It's like the coffee. second
4: time people have had to try to chip in for my hey, uh, caffeine needs.
3: Hey, hey, Adam, I have to stick away. Step away for just a second. Cool. Um, right, yeah. So I'll just switch yeah. the camera to you too. Uh, yeah. So any any more uh, good Black Friday uh, or Cyber Monday? deals that you saw that you weren't able to incorporate into this article, but you were like, uh, you know, this was because you mentioned this, the panel stuff, and there's actually a lot of people in here. um, Yeah, this year said he got a hundred dollar, 144 hertz TN panel. Yeah. 150, 144 IPS. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people are talking about Mm -hmm. uh, IPS versus TN and Mm -hmm. things like that.
4: Yeah. So this year was interesting for monitors because typically, and when I said, when I said in my, um, should you wait till black Friday videos that we did on this channel, you know, in the lead up to Black Friday, I said, you know, I haven't typically seen a lot of movement on monitors, Um, so if you have your eye on a specific model, just go ahead and buy it when you see it go on sale. And that part of the equation still held held true, but on the other end, you just saw so many more monitors this year as options, and specifically, high refresh rate. So Mm -hmm. that was like the trend trend this year. A lot of 144 hertz panels in the lower end. So mm. Dell did their door buster like twice and then they also released a little bit of stock early. So you, if you were quick on the draw, and I actually tweeted this out for the, the first official door buster, you could have gotten um, I think it's a 24 inch panel for $100 that had 144 hertz refresh rate and free sync. And I think it was a t- it was a TN panel. But for a hundred bucks, if you're willing to to go down to TN, I mean, like, man, that's that is premium budget gaming right there.
3: Yeah, a lot, a lot of people, like I said, are debating, you know, the the values of TN and and things like that. I know, Gordon, you have you have a, you've tested a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I think it's know. it's fine for gaming. You yeah, know, irrespective of the FreeSync versus
0: G Sync issue, I the issue is if you like for me, I. Like to edit photos and TN never really cuts it yep. for me. It's because TN really can get pretty
2: ugly sometimes. That that said, I think that if you're not editing photos or doing any super color sensitive work and you are mostly gaming, I've had some pretty crappy TN panels in the past and you get used to them after you stare at them for a <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah,
1: game.
4: You'll never notice. And
0: 144 is having a high refresh is yeah. nice.
4: Well, here's the other thing I learned this year. I learned that I was out of date because I didn't realize that you could do high refresh rate like this on VA and IPS panels in this range. Um, And that's the thing that kind of was the hot ticket item this year, trying to get your hands on like $150, 144 hertz panel that also was IPS.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty good, too, if it's an actual IPS panel. So, yeah, Um, you know, anybody got any regrets? i have like regrets oh. already like i should have bought that steam controller for five dollars even though i have two that i don't
3: use but it's five dollars i mean right? it was fine and it was one of the last ones yeah. ever sold well of this first gen maybe there's a second gen
0: and I was, the other one i really regret is not buying that project
2: Snowblind case oh which
0: was like dollars yeah. i was like oh,
2: brad did you, you you
3: even said you might get it did you get it
2: I didn't wind up getting it. Oh, okay. I was considering it. It sucks that it's so close to Christmas that I can't justify spending that money on myself right now. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, I had to buy, it. I had to buy Jerry. Yeah, it was so, what one yeah. forty? Is that what it was? So yes. no. One, what, no oh, for so
4: that. the the one that we had on our live stream, the mm-hmm. Element version, mm-hmm. that one dropped from its list price of three thirty to one thirty.
0: Yeah. It was a killer deal. It was a killer deal. Wow. And I was like I was I had it on my phone. You know the problem with the problem is with phones. That's what prevents all these things. Cuz you can't get the stupid thing to, you know, it's hard to buy things on a phone yeah. unless you have a yeah. yeah. native application. Well, yeah, if you have native application support, it's easy. But trying to use a browser for a lot of these websites, it doesn't always uh, work. That are not optimized for mobile, it yeah. makes it really hard to buy. I was like, if it could have just if that was on Amazon, I could have bought it now. It a crazy just, deal.
4: Bam, it was so it. good because they also had other variants of the snowblind as well. So the uh, so this the element is more of that like very traditional NZXT like streamlined look. The I forget the name of it, but the one like that's a little bit uh, cheaper, the lower tier version has that more of that like slightly older, bulky gamer kind of look to it. That one dropped to $99. And it wasn't an ugly case. It's just a very different aesthetic. And then the the higher-end version of the Element, the S, I believe it's called, the Element S, that one I think was like $150. I don't quite remember that one off the top of my head. So you could have gotten this amazing, unique case with uh, the panel built yeah. in for normal case prices. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's crazy, right? I'm I'm sad I didn't do that. So that's those are my Black Friday Cyber Monday regrets.
4: Yeah, I I thought about it and then I said to myself, "There's nowhere for me to actually display this, so it doesn't make <laughs> sense for me to get it."
0: But it's a good deal. You're just getting a good deal. Isn't
2: that enough? No. Oh, <laughs> I want that thing super bad. I might wind up getting it next year if it goes back down to that price. Yeah, next
3: year.
4: That was that was impressive.
2: That's a lot of a lot of gifts for my kids, though. Hundred thirty bucks.
3: <laughs> yeah they're old enough to get their own job, right?
2: <laughs> I got you, you. Start charging rent. <laughs> the dollhouse is
4: all they're charging
0: rent. Yeah, you got, you, like. You, is it a dollhouse enough? There, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> what else <you> want? <laughs> yeah.
4: Um, going back to monitors, real quick. The one thing I did want to say that I thought was very odd for this year, and I think an unfortunate consequence of. Let me unfortunate, but. It's unintended, maybe, or the whole G-Sync compatible thing means that I didn't see that many actual G-Sync monitors on sale this year. Everyone kept saying, it's G-Sync, and I'm like, "Mm, is it really? And I would look, and it was like, nope, FreeSync, but it's G-Sync compatible. I hate
2: that branding. I get why they do it. It's for that exact reason. No, I... I I respect it that they they have so
0: successfully polluted the waters. People have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like really? Well, that's oh no, that's that's not a G Sync panel. It's G Sync compatible, yeah. which is and the crazy thing is, of course, people call them G Sync compatible now. It's basically a FreeSync panel.
4: It is, <laughs> yeah, it
2: is. That's what it is. It, it is just, not a FreeSync. They just don't call it that.
4: I just think it's a bummer for people who are looking for an actual G Sync monitor when they're trying to sift through all these deals. Like they have so much more, you know, yeah. cruff to get through.
0: That's that's the job of any any business is to make make your com- to some con- so confuse consumers that they buy your thing thinking it's the competitor's thing, or you know, it's just sort of like buy your competitor's thing thinking all. it's your thing. No, it's great. I mean, that, that's the whole point of business and messing with other.
4: No, i mean other. in this case that actually goes against what nvidia would possibly want because now everyone's buying just free sync no not
0: really because what they already support it you know one they support they support it with g-sync compatible mode two these cheap i'm sure assets. they
2: charge that validation
0: and well no I, but the other thing is like the these cheap people were not going to go buy a g-sync panel anyway no matter what right so they weren't going to buy your G Sync thing anyway because prices owes the impediment. So why don't they think they're buying the higher end thing? But they're getting the... Well,
3: but on, on the backside, actually, I think more relevant on the backside, it might have somebody buy a GeForce card instead of that's an That's what AMD I was going to say. Yeah. I
4: think that's really what the ploy is. It has nothing to do with the monitors and the monitor makers. She's so
3: like, oh, I see, I see two logos on this. It says uh, G-Sync compatible and FreeSync. I've heard G-Sync. You know, I should just go ahead and get the GTX or RTX, whatever.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about it early, early on. Remember we had Tom Peterson on? And we yeah. knew at some point they would have to support FreeSync, adaptive Sync, because... People are going to go on like, oh, I can't run a GeForce card with this. I will buy a Radeon next time, right? And it, we got to that point, and they're like, okay. And they switched. And I know it; people hate it, but I, I just think it's just you have to respect Weber, that they Weber. pulled it Weber. off.
2: Yeah. That they yeah. pulled it off, right? There's yeah. actually TFT Central, which is a good monitor site, actually just recently reported that the next round, it's going to take a hardware vision, so the next round of actual proper G-Sync monitors are going to support VESA Adaptive Sync, so they'll be able to work with Radeon cards too. So,
4: oh,
2: wow, yeah, yeah. I haven't been able to. I haven't confirmed it with Nvidia yet, but TFT Central reported that over the break. I think, huh? Nice. Uh, yeah. Wh- so, huh? Is that good for Nvidia? Or I, I think G Sync is going to stick around, but we'll never see discounts on them. They're going to be even more luxury brand than we see now.
0: Yeah, and it's always been that premium panel experience, right? And you know, yeah. justifiably so, right? But mm-hmm. huh, that that's interesting that they would support Radian, which that you have to again, you have to give, you have to pat people on the back for doing the right thing and making it easier. Yep.
3: It's like some if it people. comes true, yeah, nice. Cool. Uh, why don't we get some questions? Because we got a lot oh. of questions. You want to go from piling the feed? up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me uh, switch it over. Do do do. Uh, yeah. If you have questions, uh, obviously put them in the YouTube chat uh, right now. Or if you have questions all throughout the week, you can always go on the Full Nerd Discord, drop them in the Full Nerd Questions channel, and we will get to them on the show. Uh, I actually have some ones that came in on the YouTube feed from. From a couple weeks ago that I've been holding on to, uh, so I don't even know if they're here anymore. Uh, but uh, Lauren Klatt-tush, uh had asked a couple weeks ago, uh, "What do you suggest for running Blender twenty nine fifty X or twenty nine ninety WX?" Gordon. Oh boy!
0: You know, I I would think for Blender, if you're really doing Blender and you're doing these, you know, high. High thread count applications, yeah, it's it's better to have more cores. That would probably underperform if you weren't using all all those cores. But generally, yes, I would say I would say twenty nine ninety WX four Blender because I'm gonna I'm gonna assume you're doing all these other multi threaded tasks where it's it's nice to have. But that's a lot of money too, and it just feels like oh god, you're sort of like caught in a hard place because. 3950X is an awesome amount of multi-threaded performance for the money. And it feels like, you know, 3970X, if you're really going to use it. I, I just, it's just, I'm kind of one of those people that that doesn't like to buy into a stranded platform. And at this point, you know, Threadripper, second gen, motherboards, X399. That's, you're in the life raft and there's a day they cut the rope and you just feel bad. So that's the tough part. But yes, if you had no choice between those... I mean, those are your only two choices. Money doesn't matter. Then yeah, twenty nine ninety WX.
3: Yeah. S seven four seven three asked, uh, did we review the Lenovo C nine forty yet, Gordon? I don't think we have, or somebody else may have
0: reviewed it, but I did not review it. So, but I don't believe we have though.
3: Okay. Uh, and then Zrog Duel uh, just asked, uh, am I going to do a follow-up a review of the Steam Controller? Uh, I'm not going to review it. We, we actually already have a review that, that Hayden Dingman had done for us years ago. Uh, but I will do some follow-up videos and probably some streams, uh, just with my experience with it. It's not a official review. It'll just be my experience coverage. Uh, so the first video I'm planning hopefully for, uh, for next week, um, yeah. Uh so and then uh, over on Discord we Oh man, which one do I start with? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot over. Uh just going back to the the GPU thing. Uh Sharp Thunder had posted a a link from uh, a graphics card manufacturer HIS, HIS. Yep. Uh yep. yeah. They have a uh a pink and blue army series. Uh so <laughs> it's got the uh the camouflage but it's either pink or blue. Uh and they're asking what we think of this. Uh, obviously you can't see it but i mean it's just camouflage and then pink or it's, blue. uh would it's, you do camouflage because i know you like military stuff gordon but that's like baby blue so
0: i i think uh <laughs> it's again you know I, I i think you buy i can't say like personal i can't dictate to people what is going to appeal to your aesthetics so i think, no, no. would you buy no i wouldn't no, <laughs> no. Very I, would, quick. no I, I would do i like i like i'm an rgb kind of person right so
2: i like rgb i like that gimmicks it does look pretty he's
4: gonna be in the woods with a neon sign yeah
2: uh here's a that's a very unique you know color palette though that if you're building like a nice pink build or a nice blue build that'll match there's not gonna be very many graphics cards that can match it yeah so
0: i'm surprised nobody's made a graphic card where you can just change the outer shelf to match the
2: that was the idea for the new XFX one, uh, not XFX. EVGA, EVGA's. If you look at their current gen cards, it has uh, they're all clear on the outside. The idea is that they're swappable. I just I don't haven't heard much about it since then, so I'm not sure if it's something that people really want or if maybe EVGA just didn't get off the ground with it. I'm not sure, but that's the idea behind it. I wonder
0: if people even care. I mean, I uh-huh. know aesthetics matter, but
4: I feel like. The people who care enough tend to actually take their shroud off, spray paint it, or do whatever it is that how it works, and then they put it back together.
0: Yeah, but there's a level of, like...
4: No, I mean, it's dedication. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that most people kind of just say, okay, I'm just going to put together a build, or they say, like, no, I I want it perfect, and so they're willing to put in, like, all that extra effort. Yeah, but so I think
0: if you could just be the poser and you can... (laughs) I'm like, I'm not going to spray paint it or, you know go to MNPC and have whatever. I just like, if they just hold like, oh, I like that, you know, shell, I'm going to buy <laughs> that and clip it on.
2: Yeah, that's the idea with EVGA. Uh, I personally am not 100% down for swappable shrouds. I'd be more interested in backplates because Ooh. that's the part that you actually see when you're sitting next to a PC. I don't understand why so many manufacturers don't give backplates more love.
0: Well, yeah, you would think it would, well, that'd be part of it. I just sort of think it'd be modular. So you can just sort of sell people on the looks. Mm-hmm.
3: That's why that thick looks nice because it's it's all sides. Um, so uh, K- Kusaka San uh, says my case has three Thermaltake RGB fans and they are loud. Any good silent RGB one hundred and forty four millimeter fans? My wife won't allow the ugly Noctua fans.
4: Uh. I don't know if either of you are. Oh, your face says that you're not. Uh, you don't have any recommendations. I'm not sure about Brad, but uh, to be honest, there is somebody in on on our Discord that is a super fan person. So mm. um, I would at Ziv Zoolander. Yeah, he's and, actually in yeah, the in the yeah, YouTube chat right they're now. They are uh, more than happy to talk you through that.
0: <laughs> no, I was making that face because of the Noctua. Oh. Fans that will be like, "What did you say? It's
3: ugly." The tan I mean, and brown—they're kind of
2: no, no, that... no. You, you um, want to, to, to activate that army? You can get them in, in black, black now. You can get them in black now. Really? I, I, oh, okay. I, no, I'm
0: just saying there are there is a dedicated fan base to the Noctua colors and the Noctua coolers, and if you just call them ugly, they're gonna they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna, they're gonna burn you. I'm
4: just saying that the dedication to the 1970s aesthetic is is a is a choice.
0: I'm not. I. I, I honestly think, like, I'm surprised that 144 millimeter fan or one that it's loud. I mean, I would just go in. I mean, maybe the bearings are shot. Who, yeah, I don't know. No, I would just, I mean, or you don't have to run them at 100% all the time. Just, you know, go into the BIOS of the motherboard or where there's a Windows utility for it and <laughs> you play with the fan speeds. You don't have to run them at 100% all the time, I would think. So
2: I've, yeah. I've run into, I'm not saying that whoever asked this question is you know, did this, but I've run into issues a couple times where other people have said that their fans are loud, and it turns out it's because they wired them up wrong, because if you plug them into the wrong fan headers, mm. then they don't get the uh, mm. the controls from yeah. the motherboard or your software or whatever, and it just runs at 100% a lot of the time. Mm. So just, before you go out and buy more, just make sure you didn't do that.
0: Yeah, so like, it, usually that'll happen So if you're doing a direct Molex to your 3-pin, 100%, right? Well, they are yeah. RGB, though, so he's... Or she is, yeah. I mean... I guess probably a separate header for the RGB then. And then, of course, RGB, some RGBs are addressable and some are just simply liquor store, you know, (laughs) unicorn colors. So, yeah, but definitely play with, definitely look at your motherboard utilities, you know, plug it into the correct header. And then uh, all the motherboards today can let you crank the fan speeds down.
3: Uh another one that just came in from a uh, Dennis Siberian friend of the show uh on YouTube. Um do you uh can you ask the importance on changing thermal paste on a new laptop? I know you have ideas about this, Gordon. Uh I would advise against it
0: until it is out of um warranty period. I know people get angry at me cuz you know I often say I advise people not to open up their laptops and screw around with them cuz like, "Oh no, you can do that and not void the warranty well." Somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, yeah, they probably would void the warranty. So I will tell you, I'm pretty sure that they will look the other way if you've gone, if you've added more memory or added a drive. That's not a problem, all legal. I'm, I'm going to guess though, if you, you pull off the cooler on your laptop and repaste it, um, they, they can easily screw you when, if there's a problem. Because they'll say, well, what's up with this? You put liquid metal in here? Like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's not our problem. You, you shorted it out. I mean, that, that is, I would think that's completely defensible. There's a line you can do it. You can't disassemble your entire laptop, pull the motherboard out, put it back together, and then say, oh, my God, where's my warranty? I can service this drive, memory. Yes. A repace, you are, you're taking a huge risk. And yes, it does lead to, you know, very good performance benefits generally, but I wouldn't do it. Not a laptop that is under warranty. Okay.
2: Uh, that said, if there's if there if you have an older laptop or a second hand laptop and you're having issues with stuff, give it a shot because yeah. it does it can lead to some pretty solid performance benefits. But I agree 100% with what Gordon's saying.
3: Nice. Uh, over on uh, Discord, uh, Two Blue One uh, asked, "I was looking to buy a new monitor, but is now consider." Uh, but is now considering waiting for Mini LED, HDMI 2.1, and DisplayPort 2.0 to be available. What do you think? Should they wait? Should they get now?
0: Uh, I you know if you're into that awesomeness of Mini LED and all that stuff, I'd wait because I <laughs> it looks pretty spectacular. I saw Asus had a Mini LED panel at uh, CS last year, and it was like, oh, this is beautiful. So. Yeah, it's only going to get better and cheaper, right? And you often know, don't always want to be the first one out the gate on new technology. So
4: I do think it's going to be. That a, would be. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. I do think go. it's going to be a bit of a wait, though.
0: Well, I mean, it's out already, so.
4: I know, but in terms of getting choice, like having it oh. ubiquitous.
0: Maybe that's why they're blowing out all these panels for a
4: hundred dollars. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, sorry, Brad. Go ahead.
2: I was gonna say the fact that you don't often want to be part of the you know the bleeding edge teething group for something that you're spending a lot of money on might be a good reason not to wait unless you have a compelling reason because it is going to be a little bit I think before those are reasonably priced to get that whole bundle of features.
3: Yeah. Uh, so Sharp Thunder has another one. Uh, this one's a little longer, so hold on uh, for the ride. Uh, independent survey shows AMD has increased in popularity. Popularity by fifty percent over the last two years. The most recent survey by the European Hardware Association included a full set of responses to a broad range of questions from more than ten thousand respondents. They expressed a distinct pref- preference when asked about the next desktop processor they want to buy, with over sixty percent choosing AMD. What do we guys think? this sounds accurate.
0: Although you you do have to wonder, European Hardware Association, who they're targeting and. Yeah. If you're basically taking a survey of everybody going into a computer store to build a desktop, that's, that's somebody who's essentially an enthusiast. If you took a broader sampling of your average civilian, they probably wouldn't know, but I, I think the critical mass is in AMD going that way. I had a, my son's friend who was building a new machine and he was like, he was asking advice about what to buy. He wanted to buy a 3700X. And the fact that somebody who really isn't that tuned into hardware generally—he's never had a gaming PC ever—and he wanted to buy a Ryzen tells you the the mind share is there. It's, it's not made up. People can't explain it away, but it may not be as huge as some people are making it out to be.
4: Yeah, I would say that mind share is not the same as market share. So I think that AMD has done a good job of getting out there, and um, you know, this is what people are talking about on reddit and in forums and stuff so anyone who's new to building is going to pick up on this right and kind of absorb it right but it's not the same as actually looking at what's in the market and how many people actually are still running intel versus you know amd
0: yeah and this is one of the things where the the classic the the classic thing is always like you know pc gaming is dead desktop pc is dead uh a lot of sort of like mainstream analysts don't understand especially wall street they don't understand the significance of that loud minority so pc enthusiasts pc gamers people that are really tied into it they tell two people those two people tell two people and it just spreads so the it's a very important crowd that reddit subreddit those people that are in those forums that because you know most of most of us when relatives come to us you ask you what to build right they're not gonna they are not going they do not know what the hell to buy so
2: They asked me what to buy not build. Not very many of my relatives build (laughs) though. Yeah. (laughs) But I, uh, just to get my own two cents in here too, I I agree, who knows about the methodology of the survey itself. There could be all kinds of different things. But I think it does drive home exactly this, that AMD's been doing good work on a consistent base at this point to even be in this conversation, because it was in the doghouse for a decade. Bulldozer was just a bleak, bleak time. And not only is the mindshare, going up, as the survey points to. Uh, I actually just published an article recently about how AMD's ascending. In my eyes, it snatched the computing crown from Intel on the desktop, so it's there for performance. So, for AMD to be in a spot where it's claiming back mindshare and it's actually beating Intel right now is very good things for AMD. Uh, Very bad thing for Intel, probably. Uh, But we're going to have to see where the next few years go out of it.
0: Yeah, and again everything perfect timing right cuz intel doesn't have any cpus to sell anyway to people <laughs> their shortages are well reported by everybody and i've heard that from people too like there there are shortages so that is just yeah everything points to market share mind share nerd share <laughs>
3: uh i have another question from dennis siberian um how long do you think before we get arm on desktop would it make uh would it make sense for things like low power terminal machines
0: uh i think it's it it's just not worth it because you know you're basically looking at these headless dumb terminals it doesn't matter what what is in it anyway and the price of low end intel and amd cpus on x86 and the infrastructure from the oems is already there so what is the point in even doing arm i, I you know i i'm i'm not a believer in arm ever really being a competitor on on desktop with on, with unless this. unless
2: apple adopts it right i, I
0: already said that they, <laughs> they do arm and it'll be the end of it'll be the end of the mac <laughs> it'll be the end
2: i i think arm makes a lot more sense for laptops uh And it's struggling there for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, I mean, if you wanted to, you could already run a terminal off a Raspberry Pi with Windows 10 embedded or something like that. But to me, the low-end AMD and Intel chips, after ARM started making noises a decade ago about being low-power and efficient, Intel and AMD both put a lot of energy into making their chips much more energy efficient. So I think at the low end, we're already looking pretty good there with traditional x86 processors.
0: Yeah, I imagine most of those just little cheap little... You know, nut-sized boxes in every bank and place you go into, and they're mm. all probably It mean, doesn't really matter.
4: And for me, when I have seen you know machines with ARM in it, I just feel like the software support has been so bad that it it doesn't it make it a viable platform.
0: Yeah, I think at this point they there's no chance of it it competing on against traditional x86 laptops at this point in mobile
2: i would say no chance I would, in the short term i don't think i don't think it's going to happen in the next few years i think it's really telling mark just reviewed all the different services because these services were actually really interesting because microsoft built the same laptop with amd inside intel inside and qualcomm inside and for the qualcomm one i believe he quoted an amazon review but the just the idea was the problem with arm is that a subset of your programs work and a subset of those Work the way you want them to work
4: so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I remember using a surface RT, so yeah
0: I you know that was a different world back then, and I understood why Microsoft did it back then. I still understand why they're doing it now. They have to you always have to have an escape hatch.
4: No, uh, I understand it. I'm just saying that I think that was proof of concept in in terms of how bad the experience can be when you don't have the software support that you know Brad which was just talking about in that quote.
0: Yeah, and it hasn't gotten that I mean it is better, but it hasn't gotten that much better. No. I just no. I would and the thing is Intel mobile parts are awesome. They are just they are spectacular. Battery life, performance, yeah. everything. So
4: we were just talking about this last night. Who
0: well, the hell wants to pay a thousand dollars for an ARM based laptop mm-hmm. and just have it suck <laughs> next to an Intel based <laughs> laptop? And then you know, if AMD comes out with mobile X share, then Intel and in will and AMD will be mixing it up. That means they'll get faster, they'll get more efficient, prices will get better. W- where's the room for ARM at that point? You know, it's just kind of like it's a science experiment. They're going to continue to carry until.
3: Yeah, well, ho- hopefully, we, uh, maybe when Mark comes back for next week, maybe we can have him on the show for the yeah yeah, yeah talk about the that stuff. That'd be interesting because I I know he's a little bit more hot on it than we are. Uh, question from uh, YouTube, uh, Bronco Monk. As uh, a Ryzen 9 3900 for $700, or is it worth dropping $1,080 for the Ryzen 9 3950X? Uh, They do uh, gaming, home desktop, some video editing. Is it worth $300? Almost $400. Oh, wait, from a
0: 3900
3: to a 3950X?
0: I would say I would do a 3700X, right? I mean... You know, 3,800X is sort of like, it's not really worth paying the extra for the clocks. I no, no, would do 3,700X. No, 3, 3,900
3: up to a 3,950X.
0: Oh, oh, so 12 yeah. versus 16. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just can't even get that. To... No, I, I probably not. I mean, most video editing I've seen doesn't really scale. You, you probably are not going to get the return on investment from going from... I mean, unless to you get the money, unless <laughs> well, you have the money yeah. and then you don't care, then yes, yeah, it's nice. It's always nice to have sixteen. They are the best cores, highest clocks, and all that stuff. But right. you could put that money into a bigger SSD, more RAM, GPU.
3: Uh, over on Discord, C Five Two Two Four One asks, uh, "What is your worst RMA experience?" I thought this was a good one. Anyone have any horror stories for electronics?
2: HP laptops. My wife's HP laptop went through three different hard drives, and, uh, this was one from, like, five or six years ago, and every time they insisted it was us doing something, or they just, it, every single one was a headache, uh, and was just awful, it was an awful experience. Every other return I've ever done has gone swell, but dealing with HP, getting the hard drive and the laptop replaced three or four different times, uh and they would never re- swap out the unit they would just repair the hard drive it was such a miserable experience that even though i really personally like the idea of the specter and stuff that you just reviewed and gave five stars it made me personally swear off hp laptops for life
0: that that's the way to do it though you shouldn't you should always punish a brand for punishing you that's that's my general advice mm-hmm. unlike like i'm going to fix this broken macbook pro keyboard by Buying a new MacBook
1: Pro <laughs> keyboard.
0: I swear to God, I read something on a on a Apple. It was like whatever, whatever. Dude was like, "This is like, this is a horrible, horrible experience. It's all got all these problems." I think I'm going to fix this. By buying another Apple laptop, and buying paying them for the money, for the support. How best and to it, fix the Apple and then laptop. And every three years, I I will just simply ask for another laptop.
2: It's like, <laughs> it's like you, go out, you do that, you go out and you buy somebody else's laptop. You
0: can't. Uh-huh.
2: Lame. Anyway, I buy other people's laptops now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair.
0: That's, that's completely fair, yep. Brad. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I had a bad experience with my gas
3: can. You want to hear about that? Oh, uh, Yeah, we got the next question. Just kidding. Uh, Elena, anything?
4: You know, I'm trying to recall if the reason I can't remember is because I've never had anything as bad as brad's experience or i was so enraged i had to suppress the memory because otherwise it would just get me all riled up again and i actually think it's the latter <laughs> but regardless i don't really recall
0: all right elena you're the kind of person i can tell that's like if there's a problem you're like you're on it
4: oh i right? i you <laughs> <laughs> I, I would get a little anglicious with that And way. there's people
0: like, I, I, I'm sorry, I got to get into the this the, this gas can I bought, <laughs> Valpro gas can. I yeah, hate hey, yeah. the people on YouTube want to hear it. It didn't come with the mounting hardware for the spout, which is illegal in California anyway, which is why I got it. So it doesn't have the the, the mounting hardware. I was like, hey, what, what's up? Where's the mounting hardware? And the company was like, uh, we didn't sell that to you, even though Amazon and somebody else has sold it to you. You got to go talk to them. I talked to them like, it, it doesn't come that hardware. Well, your picture shows it, right? Oh, like, oh, uh, well, I guess we'll order it next time, but we, we don't have it now. And it's like, and look at all these scratches. What's up with this? It got dense. It's like, oh, that happened in the mail. It's like, no, you do not scratch paint off of a powder coated can shipping, right? It's like, I'm just going to return this damn thing. And it's like, oh, we'll give you 10 bucks off. Okay, well, you know, I'm going to scratch it anyway. $10 <laughs> off. <laughs> but I was going to return on a general principle, but it's like, yeah, then I got to go return it and everything. It's just like, and you it was actually. You should
4: never a, take the first offer, Gordon.
0: I didn't, but it's a pretty good deal for 10 bucks. <laughs> no, nope, you
4: should never take the first <laughs> offer, Gordon.
0: Yeah, well, see, you were not the kind of person
3: that would do that. I'm like, no, I'm too lazy, I don't care. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, actually, so it's not, it's kind of RMA, kind of my first, so my first pc build i i i bought all the the personal pc build i bought all the parts at um not micro center the other place uh fries uh and so yeah I, i i go home i build it all uh you know i go to plug it in switch on the power supply hit the button nothing and i was like huh i i've i've only built a couple other machines but i've never had this problem before so I, you know i open it like i i, I see like i'm hitting the but nothing's lighting up nothing and you know i after a while of thinking about it like even i as a as a noob was like oh maybe the power supply's dead. i don't know so i i took the power supply into fries they were like and it was a cheap thing i i got real cheap power supply oh. and the, and so the, luckily they exchanged it i was like i think it's dead they exchanged it, go home, put it in, load it up, but you know, wires, everything, turn it on, plug it in, hit the button, nothing. And I was like, oh no, then it's not the power supply. It has to be something else. Uh, and then I, at work, I had brought home a power supply, plugged it in, and the machine booted so it was that power supply so i went through two like crappy power supplies till i got a then then the next time i took it back in i was like hey this one's dead i don't want to exchange it i just want to get a, a little nicer one <laughs> so yeah. yeah i luckily fries was was there for me on that. oh
4: wow i'm so surprised that's, that that's we, why you don't oh.
2: cheap
3: out on power supplies <laughs> yeah no, I, I learned the hard way for sure
4: i am so surprised because when you start that story with fries like i i find it incredibly painful to go to fries to handle any exchanges or yeah. returns but i you're going to get so much like I mean th- this was with uh, this it was, was before, what, right? yeah so. this
3: was 2013 2014 um, when you know when it was cool to go fries you know and it was it was hopping uh, wow. so yeah I that was that was luckily for him uh, a couple more fun. I think
2: that's that's an important
3: to me the takeaway from this
2: conversation is that things break is on how businesses treat you when you try to get them exchanged that mm. makes all the difference in the world because. No, no part is ever going to be a hundred percent success rate. You're going to have RMA's if you buy enough new stuff. It all is how you get treated. So, Fry's treated Adam right. I felt like HP treated me when my laptop returned wrong. And hopefully, there's some businesses here listening to that today.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Do right by your customer. Uh, a couple more fun questions, and then we'll get out of here. <laughs> oh, this one yeah. was this one was for Gordon, but I guess it's okay. Uh, uh, it's okay. We right, can bring it back. I will do the 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 question I was going to do last. Uh, my cat BB chimed in and said, "What's the warmest, most comfortable keyboard to sit on?" Maybe then you might know this.
4: I don't actually know what would be the warmest <laughs> keyboard.
3: Yeah, keyboards aren't supposed to get warm, so. That's, I mean, uh, I
4: think it's going to be whatever keyboard that BB lies on.
3: Actually, uh, Lindsay had showed me something, uh, maybe it was a Reddit thing, I don't know, uh, where they had a decoy keyboard <laughs> next to their PC. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, we're going to put the keyboard over here for the cat to lay on while I'm using this keyboard. So
4: I wonder how that works, though. Like, do you have to start with a decoy like, in the proper place, and you have to like pretend to type on it so that it attracts the cat, and the cat comes by, sits down, <laughs> and you're like, pff, pff, just slide <laughs> that over. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs>
3: don't <laughs> know yeah i don't know well, luck, luckily uh bb my cat bb uh likes to sit on my lap so yeah uh-huh. she's never perfect like sat cat. on my my keyboard uh my so, not so it's weird she's qu- asking that question you know maybe she wants to upgrade you know she's she's tired of my lap she wants to upgrade the keyboard uh all right uh gordon's back so uh we got this question from uh dennis uh all these great questions from Dennis. Um, what station would you like to live on? Babylon 5 or Deep Space Nine? Where would you have the most fun?
4: Oh. Oh, why did you ask him that?
0: I, You know, because it's, it's like making fun of Noctua fans. I am a Deep Space Nine fan. I think it was actually, other than the original series, the best Star Trek.
4: Yes, but have you yeah, watched Babylon 5? I don't think you have. I've
0: watched enough of it to know.
4: Oh, see, here we go. Uh-huh. And then also, go. like,
0: who is that? Like, is it Harlan Ellison? Who, That's why I asked him. Who I is know. the one who, is it, there's somebody who claims they pitched it to Paramount and Paramount stole it from them, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't want to insult Babylon 5 fans. Yes, so. you do.
1: No, I'm not. I just don't.
0: I don't. It wasn't my thing. So I, it's sort of like, it's like Battlestar Galactica reboot versus Firefly. You can seem like you can only be in two camps. Um, I just was not into Firefly, and people are like,
4: "Wait, you can only be in one of the two camps?" Is that what you are saying?
0: It feels like that.
4: That's not true at all. <laughs> I think I, I, I'm going to speak for Brad. He can correct me, but I think I like both. Yeah. See. see?
2: <laughs>
4: I also Same. like
3: Babylon Five uh, and Deep Space Come on, Knight. Gordon. Gordon, you know well, look, he, he likes okay. he likes extremes. He likes
0: duality. But you are not. You're you are also know? not realizing the reader viewer asked. If you had to live there, which one would you live in? I,
3: I would
2: live on Babylon 5. Not because I find that... Personally, I feel that's the best sci-fi TV show of all time. Uh, that's not why. It's because Deep Space Nine <laughs> is the edge of a war zone. And I don't want to
3: live on the edge of a and war zone. And really far from so. yeah, civilization. <laughs> it's, it's the Federation.
0: You always have Earth. The 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 Gene the Ronberry view of, of, the, of the galaxy. It, it's...
3: No.
4: I have to agree with Brad. I mean, the question specifically said too, like, which one would you have more fun on?
3: Um, which one would you have more fun on? Yeah, if so you had to live. So here's yeah, the there.
4: thing, like Deep Space Nine is like utopia, right? That's the whole Federation of Planets thing.
0: Not not DS9, though. Yeah, because they're yeah, they're out. Hold in on. The...
4: That's still but they're in a context where there's utopia at every like so everything's taken care Sorry. of. Everything's oh. taken care of. The only thing that brings uh excitement to your life on Deep Space Nine is that you're always fighting with somebody. And that gets boring too, if you're just always fighting with somebody that becomes boring Babylon 5 so much stuff happens like there's political (laughs) intrigue and there's like anyway
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just I just was not a Babylon 5 fan I know you're not and especially because clearly somebody ripped somebody off there and I don't know who actually ripped them off (laughs) so it's like they're basically on a station in space and yeah there's no way I would live in Babylon 5 he's just like because I like story and plot and (laughs) acting
4: Well, you obviously did not watch Babylon 5. <laughs> I watched
2: enough of I, it. I actually have never he's watched giant, Babylon he's 5. And yeah. I'm resisting this, this bait so hard. Right
4: now. I just, <laughs> it just felt like
2: every episode was like, I, yeah.
4: Wait, hold on. What season did you start with?
0: Well, the first one. Why would you? What? Uh, oh, is, is, is this one, oh, is this
3: that old, like, it gets better later yeah, on? Yeah, you've got to watch at least 100 hours yeah, to then yeah. get to the good stuff. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. That's that's that is not the judge of something good, right? I like, love it. That's why watch, Next Generation so was so thing. flawed because basically you have to watch through three seasons of Next Generation just to get to anything good. And like, believe me, there is no way.
3: No, no, there was there was a couple good ones in those first two seasons. Come on.
0: Yeah, but like, what two episodes out yeah, of eighty five that
3: yes, were watchable? Yes, yeah. But I'm just saying, you, you made an anyway, extreme example. Anyway, we got to get going.
2: Deep, Deep Space so. Nine was the best Star Trek.
4: Yes,
3: I like. Teachers. Other than the original
0: series, it's hard to go back to.
4: Mm.
1: Yeah,
0: anyway. it wouldn't have existed, and you have to consider when it was made. Anyway, but okay, we're, we got to get out of here. <laughs> got to get out of here. Check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the Full Nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Also, please leave a review every time you do. Somebody watches an episode of Deep Space Nine, send questions and comments to the Full Nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung. Uh, rest in peace, Aaron Eisenberg. Uh, and Brad Charkas. Adios. Elena Yee.
4: Bye, everyone.
0: Adam is going to is going to turn off uh, Babylon 5 right
3: actually now. no I was going to say uh, if somebody leaves us a review on their you know podcasting platforms or whatever I will watch Babylon 5 I've actually never <gasps> seen it so I You've will I will do it so you better tell the truth leave, leave us a uh, yeah <laughs> wait tell the truth on Babylon 5 or on the review you, podcast? when you watch it uh, okay. I want to hear
0: honest opinion not like oh don't I don't want to offend Brad and, and don't and forget
4: Atlanta. he likes Star Trek the motion picture he doesn't even do that he's making that up <laughs> he just Anyway, that. we're Thank out
0: of here. God. Bye.
4: <laughs>
0: he didn't even like it. Come on. <laughs>